This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. Yo, what's up, it's your boy, LA, a.k.a. the Love Ambassador, coming to you straight, live and direct from the Jungle Studios. Um, now, I've got a very good friend of mine in Singapore, Shung, we like to trade memes, and he sent me one, which was, uh, I guess, a bit of a piss take on Australian condom advert. Well, you know, I'm going to post it on the real LA21 and at random attractive friends, which is my IG for you to watch it if you're so curious. But um, after laughing my head off, I was like, I wonder what the history of condoms is. So, sugar latte, this one's dedicated to you. A bit awkward saying that, but anyway, let's move on. The history of condoms goes back at least several centuries and perhaps beyond. For most of their history, condoms have been used both as a method of birth control and as a protective measure against STDs. Condoms have been made from a variety of materials prior to the 19th century. Chemically treated linen and animal tissue intestine or bladder are the best documented varieties. Rubber condoms gained popularity in the mid-19th century and in the early 20th century, major advances were made in manufacturing techniques. Prior to the introduction of the combined oral contraceptive pill, condoms were the most popular birth control method in the Western world. In the second half of the 20th century, the low cost of condoms contributed to the importance of family planning programs throughout the developing world. Condoms have also been increasingly important in an effort to fight the AIDS pandemics. The oldest condoms were excavated were found in a cesspit oh, located on the grounds of Dudley Castle and made from animal membrane. The condoms dated back to as early as 1642. Right, well, let's start from the beginning, uh, which is known as antiquity. Uh, we'll go forth to the Middle Ages, where whether condoms were used in ancient civilizations is debated by archaeologists and historians. Societies of the ancient civilizations of Egypt, Greece, and Rome preferred small families and are known to have practiced a variety of birth control methods. However, these societies viewed birth control as a woman's responsibility, and the only well-documented contraception methods were female-controlled devices both possibly effective as pisaris and ineffective such as amulets. The writing of these societies contained vile references to male-controlled contraceptive methods that might have been condoms, but most <laughs> this is a good one. Most historians interpret them as referring to coitus interruptus or anal intercourse, shoving it up the ass. Well, we know the the Greeks and the Romans loved that, didn't they? Didn't they? The lawn cloths worn by Egyptian and Greek labourers were very sparse, sometimes consisting of little more than a covering for the glands of the penis. Re records of these types of lawn cloths being worn by men in higher classes have been made. Some historians speculate they were worn during intercourse. Others, however, are doubtful of such interpretations. Historians may also cite one legend of Minos related by Antoninus Liberalis in 158 D. I nailed that word, by the way. Fuck, it did well. As suggestive of condom use in ancient societies. This legend describes a curse that caused Minos semen to contain serpents and scorpions. Ah, oh, 
To protect his sexual partner from these animals, Minos used a goat's bladder as a female condom. Contraceptives fell out of use in Europe after the decline of the Roman Western Roman Empire in the 5th century. The use of contraceptive presseries, for example, is not documented again until the 15th century. If condoms were used during the Roman Empire, knowledge of them may have been lost during its decline. In the writings of Muslims and Jews during the Middle Ages, there are some references to attempts at male control contraception, including suggestions to cover the penis in tar. What? Cover the penis in tar or soak it in onion juice. The onion juice I get, but the tar, what the fuck? Some of these writings might describe condom use, but they are bleak, veiled, and vague. Right, the Renaissance. Okay, so um, let's travel a little bit to Asia for the moment. Prior to the 15th century, some use of gland condoms devices covering only the head of the penis is recorded in Asia. Glands condoms seem to have been used for birth control and to have been known only by members of the upper classes. In China, glands condoms may have been made of oiled silk paper or of lamb intestines. In Japan, they were made of tortoise shell or animal horn. Uh, of course, the Frenchies came along and fucked it up for everyone. Um, the first well-documented outbreak of what is now known as syphilis occurred in France in 1494 among French troops. The disease then swept across Europe, as Gerard Diamond describes it. When syphilis was first definitely recorded in Europe in 49, its pustulus, sounded like a kiwi there, often covered the body from the head to the knees, caused flesh to fall from people's faces, and led to death within a few months. It's a little bit less severe today. By 1505, the disease had spread to Asia and within a decade had decimated large areas of China. I mean, I don't really blame the Chinese for hating Europeans after reading that. Uh, in 16th century Italy, Gabriel Fallopio authored the earliest uncontested description of condom use, De Morbo Gallico, the French disease referring to syphilis. It was published in 1564 two years after his death. In fact, he recommended use of a device he claimed to have invented linen sheath slope in a chemical solution and allowed to dry before use. The cloths he described were sized to cover the glands of the penis and were held on with a ribbon. Tie the ribbon on. Hey, nice. Uh, he tried it on 1,100 men. Now, right, to save you um, basically a super, super long uh, story, between sort of the 1500s and 1600s, they kind of just... Uh, dicked around with all sorts of, you know, intestines and bladder, right? And then you get into sort of the 1700s. They keep going, right? Keep trying to figure out something that's going on. Uh, fast track it now to the condom market grew rapidly. However, 18th century condoms were available in a variety of quality and sizes made from either linen treated with chemicals or skin, they were sold at pubs, barbershops, chemist shops, open-air markets, and at the theatre throughout Europe and Russia. Get your hanky-panky on, go Slavs. The first recorded inspection of condom quality is found in the memoirs of Giacomo Casanova. <laughs> ah, Casanova, which covers his life until 1774. To test for holes, he would often blow them up before use. Couples in colonial America relied on female control methods of contraception. Um, we'll keep back to the Yanks a little bit later on because uh, the kind of whole anti-abortion and sort of thing kicked in with protesting against condoms. Um, the early 19th century saw contraceptive promoted to poor classes for the first time. And then we fast forward to, um, well, you'd probably see it in the tires of your car, Goodyear. 
The rubber vulcanization process was invented by Charles Goodyear in 1839 and patented in 1844. By 1855, we started to see the rubber dingers. The rubber dingers kept going on and on and on and on and on. Let's get to the juicy bit. Sorry, there's a lot of stuff to get through. Distribution of condoms in the United States was limited by the passage of the Comstock Laws, which included a federal act banning the mailing of contraceptive information passed in 1873, as well as state laws that banned the manufacture and sale of condoms in 30 states. Ireland, well, because they they love they, they love the Catholic, you know the Catholic Church over there. The 1889 Indecent Advertisement Act made it illegal to advertise condoms, although the manufacture and sale remained legal. Contraceptives were illegal in Germany, uh, despite legal obstacles. Condoms continued to be readily available in Europe. It was only in the Republic of Ireland where condoms were effectively outlawed. In Ireland, their sale and manufacture remained illegal until the 1970s. Ha <laughs> ha! Paddy Power! There you go. Uh, two surveys conducted in New York in 1990 found that 45% of the women surveyed were using condoms to prevent pregnancies. All right. Uh, beginning in the second half of the 19th century, American rates of STD skyrocketed. Uh, because of the effects of the Civil War, to fight the growing epidemic, sexual education classes were introduced to public schools. Condoms were not promoted for disease prevention. The medical community and moral watchdogs considered STDs to be punishment for sexual misbehaviour. All right, World War One. the Germans were the first to start using the dingers. Uh, by the end of the war, the American military had diagnosed almost 400,000 cases of syphilis and gonorrhea. Uh, in 1980, just before the end of the war, an American court overturned a conviction against Margaret Sanger. In this case, the judge ruled that condoms could be legally advertised and sold for the prevention of disease. We had 400,000 soldiers coming back, scratching themselves in all sorts of trouble. The many prominent opponents of condoms, of course, Sigmund Freud got onto it. He didn't particularly like it. Uh, church of England, they condemned it. Well, I mean, I understand the church because it's like, you know, it's going against the kind of core beliefs. Um, all right, the invention of latex and manufacturing. Latex rubber suspended in water was invented in 1920 by Young's Rubber Company. It was the first to manufacture a latex common and proved version of their Trojan brand. Which, you're Trojans, right? Uh, Fred Killen patented the first fully automated line. Uh, so the first uh, sort of line of dingers was, uh, you know, fully manufactured for the people was uh, in Akron, Ohio, and uh, as much as uh, it cost them as much as $2 million in today's money. So what happens when the economy turns? In 1927, senior medical officers of the American military began promoting condom distribution to education programs. By 1931, condoms were standard to all U.S. military. Uh, the Roman Catholic Church still didn't like it. Uh, and etc. etc. All right, two of the places where condoms became more restricted during this period were fascist Italy and Nazi Germany because they were trying to get more fascists in. Despite these restrictions, when World War II began, Germans were using 72 million condoms every year. The elimination of moral legal barriers in the structure of programs by US helped them along. The US alone, more than 1.5 million condoms were used every day during the recession at a cost of over 33 
million dollars per year today's value. It makes sense because during the Great Depression, you can't afford to feed your kids. More attention was brought to the quality issues in the 1930s. By 1935, a biochemist tested 2,000 condoms by filling each one with air and water, and he found that 60% of them linked. Well, I guess that's the thought that counts. Um, the the F Federal Food and Drug and Cosmetic Act authorised the FDA to seize defective products. The first month the Act took effect, in 1940, they seized 864,000 condoms. During World War II, condoms were not only distributed to male U.S. military members, but enlisted men were also subject to significant contraception propaganda. Didn't really stop them. Um, right, they went fucking nuts, all of them. Uh, but condom sales continued to grow. From 1955 to 1965, 42% of Americans of reproductive age relied on condoms. In Britain, from 1950 to 1960, 60% of married couples used them. In the 60s and 70s, quality regulations tightened and legal barriers to condom use were removed. In 1965, the U.S. Supreme Court Griswold versus Connecticut struck down one of the remaining Comstock laws. Similar laws in Italy and, and whatnot in Europe, they hopped on board. All right. Um... The first television ad for Dingers was in 1975, and of course, Penthouse was also getting in on the act. Although the advertisement was quickly pulled after it attracted national attention in over 30 states, advertising condoms and birth control was still illegal. Then come along the old AIDS, uh, and then people realised, holy crap balls, we actually might need to uh, help use the condoms to try and stop it. Over 10 years... Uh, of the Swiss campaign, Swiss condom use increased by 80%. Uh, basically, we fast-tracked it to the 90s, and condom sales increased every year until 1994. Many attention to the AIDS pandemic began to decline. Right, new developments continue to occur in the condom market with the first polyurethane condom branded Devanti and produced by the manufacturer of Durex, introduced in the 90s. Durex was also the first condom brand to have a website launched in 1997. Worldwide condom use is expected to continue to grow. One study predicted, well, it's a little bit old, it surpassed it, but in 2015, that 18.6 billion condoms, or as Aussies say, dingers, uh, would be used. All right, so there you go. Um, it goes on and on and on, but uh, safe to say that uh, a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people still don't like it, but it's here. And uh, I want to leave you with the words of wisdom, right? If you're not with your sort of, uh, if you're just having a bit of fun on the side, you know, going knocking in the red house, having a one-night stand, as they say, I'll leave you with these words of wisdom. Strap before you tap.